Uh, this morning is going to be a special time because it is Christmas morning. And Christmas morning, you know, there is a lot that goes on with it. There is presents under the tree and decorations. And over the past few weeks, you've heard a lot of words about Christmas. You've heard songs. You've heard, uh, you watched movies, Christmas movies. Uh, we've laughed. We've uh, had conversation around a Christmas table, all kinds of things. And you'll have more conversation today and you'll hear more words about Christmas. But the thing we do this morning is the reason Christmas is such a big deal. And so I invite you this morning to let your mind come back to why this is such a big deal. We're going to talk a little later about why we do presents on Christmas. What's Christmas and gifts, how are they all tied together? But we're going to just spend this morning uh, singing some Christmas carols, hearing some folks sing uh, Christmas songs for us, and some gentlemen are going to read the Christmas story. So uh, if you uh, have the schedule, if you're part of the schedule today, readers, you're going to come up here. Uh, bring your Bible, come up this way when it's your turn. Whoever's done before you, just come up and, and put your Bible down and read here. Uh, special music folks already know that they're over here. Uh, but we're going to start off this morning with a word of prayer, and then we're going to sing some Christmas carols together. Uh, and uh, the words will be up here on the screen, so just sing out, and uh, we'll just enjoy Christmas together as we go today. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this Christmas morning. We thank you for your son, for the, the birth of your son, for the gift that that is. Father, remind us today as we sing these songs, as we read this story, as we look into your word, the gift that you gave us. Father, we come today with thankful hearts. We come today to worship and adore. I pray that every heart would receive our King, that every single one of us would come to honor you. And so thank you, Father, today this hour that we spend here is all about you, what you have done, and how you have given to each one of us. So, Father, we thank you and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll be reading from Matthew 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. When God, excuse me, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Second chapter of Luke, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone, into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. 
And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, for there was no room for them in the inn. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the nearby fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God, highest in heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see these things that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people, chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So Christmas, why in the world would we take a day of the year and do all this? Why do we have all of these energies and efforts and money spent? Why do we focus our attention? And, and with all the fun that we have at Christmas, with all of the presents and the gifts and the, the lights and all that, why would all of you... Take this day and this moment and come to church. Why would we be here today and gather together? Christmas is something that is deep and powerful, 
beyond presence, beyond excitement, beyond the, the joy of giving. Every single thing that you see around you at Christmas time is meant to tell you what Christmas is about. Everything. When we see even poinsettia flowers, they have a, a meaning behind them. Christmas trees have a meaning behind them. Lights all around you have a meaning behind them. Today we're going to talk about the fact that we give gifts at Christmas. And maybe today one of the things that you're looking forward to is that gift exchange, whether it's a gift that you're just dying to give someone or a gift that you're just hoping that you get. Every single one of us connect gifts with Christmas. And there's a reason for that. There's a symbol behind that. So today, very simply, we've read through the gospel stories that tell us about the birth of Jesus. We've read four different people. If you don't know, four different people wrote about the life of Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We've read the details that Matthew gives, and we've read the details that Luke gives. Mark kind of jumps in a little bit later in the story, but the Gospel of John talks about the birth of Jesus in a different way. It talks a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes, and I just want to take a couple minutes and talk to you from John chapter 1 today. So I'm going to ask you, especially you little ones, if you'll just listen to me for just a couple minutes, then we're going to close in prayer and we're going to go, but this is about why you are here today. What are we doing here? We're doing this today because of what John tells us in John 1. And it says this. I'm just going to read a couple of verses, so just listen. Um, verse 9 of John 1 says this. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. One of the reasons that we celebrate Christmas and, and the reason that gifts are given at Christmas is because we remember the true light that was given to us at Christmas. Now, that's a big deal if you understand what it means to be in darkness. You ever been in a really dark place trying to find your way? Ever paid the price with your toes in a dark place trying to find your way? Light can be valuable in those moments. If you're looking for something, if, you, if you've lost something, if it's underneath of a desk or a bed or something, what do you need under there to see if you can find it? You need light. But maybe you just, ah, I don't want to get a light, it's too hard. And so you spend so much time just searching in the dark, not knowing what you're doing, not knowing if you're getting closer or further away. Light is what we need when we're lost, when things are dark. Do you know how lost we are? Do you know how lost this world is? Do you watch the way that if I'm left to myself and my own selfishness, I twist things to the place where they're destroyed? Do you watch the people around you that you care about making decisions, wandering around? They're looking for things that they need. They're looking for things like acceptance and love. They're looking for hope. They're looking for peace. They're looking for some happiness, some joy. Where do they find it? Without light, you never do. The true light that lights every man was coming into the world. And so at Christmas, what we recognize is that we as a people, as, as human beings, were lost in darkness, hopeless and helpless. And God said, I will give you light. I don't have to give you light, but I want to give you light. Hopefully you don't feel like you have to give anyone a present today at Christmas. But do you want to? That's the feeling that God had for us, the, the desire to give. And that light is a gift, an unspeakable gift. And it came in the form of a little baby, the little baby Jesus. 
who grew up to be a man who would speak truth. Some of light is about truth. Do you know where things are? Do you know what you're looking for? But some of it was about tone too. Because there were a lot of people who knew a lot of truth that weren't very light giving. And so it's about the true light that lights everyone who comes into the world. Followers of Jesus Christ, if you worship the baby in the manger, if you worship the one who died on the cross to save you from your sin, if you've given your life to him, it's interesting that later on Jesus says, you are the light of the world. At the beginning, it's, I am the light of the world. And then later on, it's, you're the light of the world. Which means that when Jesus takes over our lives, we are called to be light givers just like he is. And so how will you shine, believers? How will you give light around you? I guess you can go very simply, well, we got to share Jesus with people. Absolutely. That's first and foremost. We need to tell people about the light that's available to them. But I think sometimes we get so simplistic about it and we don't understand that every single one of us has a calling to give light in a different way, to make this world a better place, to do something good and something worthwhile. It's something we're reminded of at Christmas, isn't it? That we, by giving of ourselves and by caring about other people, that's how light shines, right? That's how we give a platform in which we can tell people about the true light, that we're followers of Jesus Christ, and that's why we care, and that's why we give, and that's why we value you. That's why we accept you. Christians should never be people who reject others, who try to condemn others, who push people away or try to measure people up. Because why? Because we're bearers of light, not darkness. And we saw last week, Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world. I came to save the world. We have the offer of light for every, every person. Will we give it? Will we, rec- will we share it with other people? Verse 10 goes on, it says this, He was in the world, and though the world was made through Him, the world didn't recognize Him. Here's the deal. If you didn't know this, Jesus was just not a baby. We were all born as babies. We're all in different stages of life. Jesus was not just a baby. He was the creator of this world. He was God Himself, born in human flesh. He chose to come as a baby, humble, dependent. Have you ever thought about that? The creator of the universe chose to become completely dependent on two human beings for food, for care, for shelter, for clothes, to give up all of his power, his his self-existence, and to say, I will now be completely dependent on someone else. The creator of the world. The reason that he's the light is because he's God himself in human flesh. And When he came, no one made him. He just came because it was a gift. A gift that was given for you and I. And it ends, John ends this thought by saying this, verse 11. He came to that which was his own, but his own didn't receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Simply put, it's this. God sent light into this world as a gift. But just like any gift that you open. It's something that you have to receive. It's something you have to own. It's something you have to embrace. If someone were to give you a gift today and you just left it there, you left it behind you, you left it on the shelf, you left it unwrapped, is it yours? Someone bought it for you. It was intended for you. It was offered to you. But unless you receive it, 
It's not yours. It is a deliberate choice, and it's a choice I offer every single one of you today. The light of the world has come. The light brought into our darkness a way of hope and peace and life. Everything that your heart needs, every way that your heart is broken, healing and provision is found in Jesus Christ. And nowhere else. Everywhere else is darkness. But the offer is made, the choice is yours. Will you receive it? Will you believe? Will you accept? Or will you reject? This has consequences in your life. Will you live in the light or will you live in the darkness? But it has consequences in your death too. Will you live forever or will you be apart from God forever? So today on this Christmas day, we are reminded that our, literally, our everything was at stake on Christmas day. And because everything was at stake and it was answered by a gift, we give gifts. So today, no matter what gifts you give or receive, remember, you're giving them because God gave us a gift. And I pray that every one of you has received that gift today. That every single one of you has in your soul, no matter if you're young or old, no matter if you've got regrets that are stacked sky high, or if you can't remember what you did yesterday, the offer is made to you to come to the light, to find life in Jesus Christ to find healing and hope, to be accepted with all of your faults, with all of your flaws. You don't have to clean up. You don't have to measure up. You can come and receive Jesus Christ. And you can do that in your heart, just a conversation between you and the Lord. You don't even have to speak it out loud because He knows your very thoughts. And you can just say, today, I want that light. I want the Savior of the world to be the Savior of me. I want Him to come and rescue me, to wash me clean and make me new. You can do that this day, this Christmas day. Let's close in a word of prayer. I thank you all for being here. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And I pray that you will take the gift of Christmas, the gift of Christmas with you in your soul as you go from this place today. Let's pray. Father, today we come and we give worship, we give praise, we sing songs because we are so thankful that you chose to give us the gift of Jesus Christ. That you chose to give us your son because of our desperate need. And so today, Father, we come to you to give you praise. Father, we bow before you. We worship you. We adore you. And we are filled with gratitude. And so, Father, as we go about the things that we have for the rest of this Christmas season, the rest of this Christmas day, we thank you for the sacredness of this moment, that your very presence is here, available to every person who would call out to you. And I pray if anyone is here in this moment that has not given their life to you, that right now they would call out to you in their heart and they would receive the gift that you offer, a gift beyond measure, a gift beyond imagination, a gift that is free because you paid for it. And Father, I pray every single person that is in this place would walk out of here knowing that we have received the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus. So, Father, now, thank you for this season. Thank you for this day. Fill it with joy. Fill it with fun. Fill it with laughter, with family, with everything that represents the light that has come into this world. For we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.